Happy, happy, and blessed full moon in Sagittarius, beautiful sovereign woman. You know, one of the most common questions that I probably get is how would I know if ancestral healing is something that I even need to do? Are you chosen for this work or why do some people break these patterns while others don't? Well, today on this very beautiful full moon in Sagittarius, we're going to be talking about how to know if you are being called to do this work and how to know if you're actually even ready to do it. So welcome, welcome, and thank you so, so much for being here and happy again, full moon in Sagittarius. Satnam and welcome, welcome to the Sovereign Women Movement Show, where it is our mission and intention to help women realize that we can all holistically heal body, mind, and spirit, so we can break ancestral karmic patterns in our lineage, all with my SWC method of kundalini yoga therapy and spiritual psychotherapy so women throughout the world can reclaim their sovereignty in all areas of their life satnam and welcome 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 to today's episode of the sovereign Women movement podcast on a very special day today being a beautiful potent super full moon in the sign of sagittarius and you know, the full moons have always been celebrated since thousands of years. Our ancestors have always celebrated them. Every culture, and a lot of it has to do, of course, with their magic and the mystery and the special energy that's available to us because everything is energy. But when we do have a full moon, there's there's a portal. There's a different form of energy that we can use as alchemists to especially close out chapters because that's what the the full moons are all about when i started to really become more serious student in astrology i started to learn how to use the cycles in the moon the new moon to begin new projects the full moon to bring closing and culmination to them and what's beautiful about it is that the energy that encompasses each of these phases of the moon really supports these types of new beginnings or closing out of chapters and that's what the full moons are all about and then each of the planets carry their own personal traits their own personalities characteristics just the way mother earth you know a lot of people don't realize that even through science it has been actually proven now you know, that Mother Earth is an actual sentient being. She's alive. And we know, I say this to my clients all the time, women in my community, that uh, in Ayurveda, we know that Mother Earth literally produces the medicine as a form of herb for you whenever you ever become ill, because that's how in rhythm we are with her. We are nature and she is our mother. And each of the planets, it's so beautiful because they each also have their own personalities and their own characteristics, which our ancestors have studied for thousands of years. Astrology is the oldest science ever to have been created because it is a science. And so when you look at these full moons, what's beautiful about astrology is you can study the, the aspects and the transits that are happening around the full moon. And so like this one is a full moon in the sign of Sagittarius. And so you look at the influences of Sagittarius, its personality, and then you look at also what's happening around that. And to get really precise in astrology, all of you can download now a free astrological chart. I mean, you can go to so many different websites online, just Google astrology chart. You can pull up your own chart. And like, that is a map. Like if you ever needed a map to guide you in this world, like that was, your astrological chart literally is like a, a, a 
It's a picture of the all of the positions of the planets, the day, moment you were born into this time and space. And it's it's truly a map because you can actually look at, for example, today's full moon. You can see where Sagittarius falls in your chart. And then it shows you like specifically what house. And then you look at the house and you start to look at specifically what this full moon means to you in your life because each house has different aspects of it as well you know there's home business health friendship spirituality all these different houses and so astrology is so accurate it's it's so it's such an incredible tool to help us understand as above so below and with Sagittarius you know Sagittarius is a very adventurous risk-taking type of sign it, it doesn't follow the, the status quo. It, it wants to explore. It wants to step into its authenticity. It's very playful. It's a, it just wants to go out there and take those risks. Yet, you know, we're all feeling that way. We're all feeling adventurous. We're all feeling that we want to take that trip. We want to go out and explore. Yet, you know, the other opposing energies within this um, full moon can make us feel a little bit confused in the mind as well as feel a little bit of even angry or sad or maybe even a little bit of anxiety or depression because what is also happening during the time of this full moon is yeah we have this fiery energy uh jupiter rules sagittarius I and mean, we all know jupiter is doing a lot of work this year in 2022 within all of the transits so it's expanding that energy that fiery energy of just go uh, and then but then on the opposite side we have mars uh, who's conjunct chiron which is like this wounded healer energy right this asteroid that that depicts the deepest karmic wound you're here you're here and incarnated with and Mars is the planet of, of, of war. It's very fiery. It's very, it's passionate. But when it's conjoined or conjunct um, Chiron, it can, it literally can feel like there's like a band-aid that's being ripped off because it's dealing with these deep karmic inner child ancestral types of wounds. And it's making them come out into the light, right? And that's not a punishment. It's an actual gift. You cannot change what you're not aware of. And as you expose the wounds, that's where the real healing happens. And then the other side of this full moon, we have Neptune, who's making this square to Pisces. And Neptune and Pisces are both very mystical. They can connect you very much to your dreams, to God, to the mystical, to the unknown, to the, to the ethers, to the spiritual realm. So to get all these downloads, but unfortunately, when it's in a square position, that can feel very, very chaotic. It can feel like you're just confused. You know, your mind is saying one thing and your heart is saying something else. And that's why during these full moons, they can bring up a lot of emotions, but that's not a bad gig. You know, you and I are mostly made up of water and just the way the moon affects the the phases of the moon affect the tides of the oceans, we are impacted by full moons. And like I've said before, even like police officers, like they're like totally like forewarned or they're more on their alert on, on full moons because of the state of consciousness of humanity. You know, we all have free will and there is always a polarity in what we experience here in the world, meaning there's always the dark and the light and the good and the bad or the, you know, the fear and the love. 
neither is better than the other. What we as sovereign women do is we do the inner work to align ourselves with the neutral mind because we have three minds. But when we align with the neutral mind, which is what a yogi is, it's a meditator that's able to be in neutrality and we're not judging, you know, we're not allowing our ego, which is our program, how we identify in this world to get inflated when something good happens or to feel like, like complete shit when we deem failure has occurred or something wrong, right? Even illness. And so through these, through what's happening right now with the full moon, it's important to be able to stay in that neutrality, to be able to connect with those downloads because what's happening here is like, you want to take that leap into that next evolutionary stage of your life. All of us are, there has been a lot of rebirthing that has been happening since the eclipses occurred. And now we're getting closer and closer to summer solstice, which is happening next on the 21st. It's right around the corner. And for a yogi, a meditator, summer solstice is one of the most important days of the entire year. They're very high holy days where your prayers, your meditations, your desires, they can manifest in quantum speed because again, the energy shifts. Energy is, we are, everything is energy. And when the sun changes position, the moon changes position, that affects and impacts how much sun and light we're getting. And that impacts our emotions and it impacts our ability to manifest because truly manifestation is not what you say you want. It's, it's really what backs that, which is the emotion. It's the belief. It, that's the fuel that actually ignites the manifestation. And during times like the solstice or the equinoxes, eclipses, during times of like full moon, like right now, because the energy shifts, your abilities for manifestations expand and this is why it's very important to be hyper aware of your thoughts feelings and emotions and to create rituals around these very important cyclical events like for myself especially ever since i uh, became a kundalini yoga teacher and i studied as a kundalini yoga therapist and especially since then i've, I've used every astrological moon cycle with specific meditation specific inner work this is what i teach inside of my academy and instead of a membership community to use this energy work to help us leap over, close out chapters, allow ourselves to grow into this new self, because that's what's happening. And, and the reason why we can't fully integrate and, and move into our life fully authentically into this new life, into our authentic life is because we haven't done the shadow work. You know, that bandaid comes off. And if you don't learn to not, if you don't learn to accept through a stable nervous system, what happened and forgive it in that acceptance mode. And we were talking a lot about this in my academy, not numb acceptance, it's radical acceptance where you have like this divine trust in the divinity and God and all that has ever happened for you in life, not to you. you. You release the victim mentality. And that might seem triggering to a lot of people, but we become victims unconsciously. It's not like none of us are being victims consciously. So you can have some compassion for yourself, but there is another way. We don't have to continue to identify with that story. And the way we release that is through the inner work, through the deep, deep 
commitment to disciplining the mind so that we can get a neutrality so that we can shift our consciousness and our perceptions about life and we can allow ourselves to live in the higher frequency emotions of gratitude and that of course relates to the nervous system and there's no magic pill for healing the nervous system there's no pharmaceutical and our nervous systems are all wrecked and falling apart because of all the information consumption as well as all of the fear mongering that is being literally downloaded into our crown chakras and so as you do this inner work you learn to process emotions you learn to stabilize the nervous system and then you can take leaps of growth in your life that looks like better relationships conscious relationships you know business expansion, business creation, alignment to your destiny and dharma without the baggage. Because you see, if you're trying to jump into this next phase of your life with this full moon and Sag, who's really adventurous and wants you to do it, but you haven't dealt with the wound, then you're going to be carrying this baggage into your next life, which ultimately is going to be your demise. So it's like a form of protection right now. We have a few planets that are retrograde. Saturn is retrograde. Pluto is retrograde. It's not a bad thing at all. It's, it's a great opportunity to, to reassess and to look at that foundation we're creating so that we don't bring this baggage with us. Because I promise you, if you try and continue, this is where women come to me. They either join the academy, they join my membership community. I work with them one-on-one -on -one because they're taking these massive leaps of growth without doing the inner work. And if you don't do the inner work, the shadows are going to follow you. And if you don't, you're not aware of your shadows, they're going to be used against you, or you're going to be projecting them out as fear, as lack mentality, as I'm not worthy, and I'm not good enough, and all the other beliefs that are passed down to us ancestrally, which is why today I want to talk a little bit about how we can understand whether we are being called to do this type of deep inner healing work. All of us want to jump over into the next phase of our authentic lives, a sovereign woman type of life where you are not following the status quo or what society says is right for you. You literally are listening to that divine guidance from within, just like the Celestine prophecies, that beautiful book that depicts one of the most beautiful insights about being a human being, which is that there's this mystery God herself that's always guiding us, right? That's always leading the way we're just too busy to listen and uh and so what i want to talk about today is how do we even know that i'm being called to do this work or that this is the type of inner work that i need to do in order to break through these plateaus to bring full sovereignty and reclaim that in all areas of my life i'm talking about success in relationships romantic relationships um relationships with my parents or my family i'm talking about success prosperity wise in abundance in alignment with your destiny with your dharma which you're here to do all areas of your life we can skip over you know physical well-being spiritual well-being mental well-being that's that's sovereignty and uh, many of us wonder you know am i am are my ancestors choosing me or how do I even know that I can, I'm ready for this type of work? And so one of the things that I want to share with you about this, and this has been a really clear download 
that I've received, especially around this full moon, is that many people think that they're chosen by their ancestors to do this type of healing work. Because I can tell you so many stories about how ancestral karma is passed down to you. Like one of the things that we were talking about in coaching is how as parents, you know, how it's important for us to do our own healing work and stabilize the nervous system and not worry about our children. And I know that sounds easier said than done. And and in fact, so many of us actually believe that to worry about our children or to worry about our parents or whoever that is that you love is actually something good that you're, that it shows that you care. But what I told them, and this is how ancestral karma works, is that the truth is, is that those parents that actually worried about something happening to their child, and typically it's because it happened to them and they couldn't heal that trauma, that then that fear is actually what does get perpetrated in the child, within the child's experience of life. It's the worrying. It's, it's the, the fact that the mother did not integrate the healing work to not worry and to instead hold a vision and space of protection, of trust in the divinity for their child. And so this is how deep these ancestral karmic cycles run because literally your nervous system is being regulated by your mom's nervous system, which was regulated by her mom's nervous system. And this is why you see a lot of these patterns of abuse, of child abuse, of sexual abuse, of traumatic experiences, then being happening over and over in generations, suicide, addiction, all of those different things are patterns. They were created through sound because all of this is energy and everything is created through sound. And the only way to remove them or to change them is with sound, with the inner work, right? With sound, which equates to reading techniques, chanting specific sound frequencies or mantras that we call in Kundalini yoga. And so how do we know that we're ready and that we're chosen? And the truth is, is that you're not chosen. All of us are actually being guided intuitively by our ancestors, all of us, by our bloodline. We're all being asked to level up and to respond differently because we carry their DNA in our DNA. However, very few of us actually are courageous enough to say yes. So the ancestors don't choose you, you choose yourself. As a sovereign woman, you basically say, you know what? This thought system of fear, of self-loathing, of self-hate, of a lack of forgiveness, of anger, of depression, of anxiety. This, these patterns that I keep repeating in relationships with men, with my children, with my parents, they end with me. I don't know how I'm going to end them, but they end with me. And that's exactly the attitude that I took, right? And I actually recently created a, a reel about that and a post on my Instagram if you want to go check it out. It was like more like the awareness of I'm ready and I know I can do this. Now, God, you show me the way. And when I did that for myself, I had come back from the Peruvian jungle. I was working with plant medicines. I was shown all these different things about ancestral karma, basically what I was here to do in the world, but I didn't know how. 
And for a long time, a few months, I went through a lot of dark nights of the soul because I forgot to just ask God for help. And when I finally surrendered and said, you know, I don't know it all and I need your help. I know that this is what I'm here to do. I know that there's a lot of ancestral karmic patterns that I'm carrying in my uh, consciousness and my subconscious and my body and my mind and my spirit, but I don't know how to break them. So you help me. And within the same day, that's when Kundalini Yoga came into my life. And I went to my first class and I knew that that was the medicine and the tool that I was seeking to finally do it. And three years later, fast forward to and the toxic relationship patterns have completely been healed. The addiction to alcohol completely healed. The relationship with my mother completely healed. Further other abusive traumatic patterns brought to a, not a moment of, oh, I'm still trying to forgive and not a moment of numb acceptance, but of radical acceptance, of wisdom, of knowing that God was doing that for me so that I, today I could then help other women reclaim their sovereignty in their lives as well. That it didn't matter how deep the wound was, that all of us had an opportunity in this lifetime to say yes to love and to once again walk with an open heart in sovereignty, curious as a child, co-creating and manifesting a beautiful life. And so you're not chosen, you choose yourself. And then you commit yourself and you discipline yourself to change those patterns because it takes discipline and commitment. You've been running on that pattern for many lifetimes. So of course, you're going to have to go all in. Now, one of the things that I always say though, that's so beautiful is that Kundalini Yoga, the technology that I teach and that has transformed my life. It is so precise. It's an energy system. So it gets right to the root cause, you know, of the subconscious and the uh, memories that are stored in the body. It rewires and rewrites the DNA so that you no longer are basically identifying with these patterns that have been passed down in the lineage. So as you choose yourself and you commit yourself to disciplining the mind, then you truly are able to get to the root cause of the wounds, these deep wounds that are being uncovered. And then ultimately what ends up happening, and this is the, the vision that I got today in Satna, especially, it was so beautiful, but the ancestors are, are cheering you on. They're, they're in the ethers and they're, they're, they're laying out this path of prosperity, of ease and flow and abundance. And the reason that that is, is because imagine, you, Ancestral karma and these patterns, they're eating up your energy. You could be using that energy to create an amazing life. But instead, we use that energy as a program that's running in our subconscious mind to identify with the story of not worthy, not good enough, the traumas that we experience. So that is eating up the chi, the energy, because we don't have a stable enough nurse, nervous system and a controlled enough mind to refocus what we are putting our attention on. That's all it takes because trauma is not the problem. It's how we identify with the trauma. And so we can't change what happened, but we can change and bring healing to the mind, which will then allow ourselves to shift perceptions and learn how to, like I said, radically accept, not accept numbly. And so what happens is that as you start to learn how to stabilize your nervous system, heal it from the trauma, heal your brain from the trauma as well. Then you're able to basically 
use the thoughts, feelings, and emotions, that energy to then create and not destroy. When we don't have awareness of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions because we have an unruly mind, when we don't do the inner work, our emotions, we are a slave to the mind and our emotions are eating up our energy system. So of course, you're not going to have energy to be productive, to be mindful, to be compassionate, to actually have the chi, the energy to go out there and serve, to have the confidence and authenticity to go out and deliver your dharma, your life purpose without caring what people think of you. It always goes back to the same problem. The ancestral karmic patterns are there because we haven't done the inner work to change the pattern of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So as you do this inner work and you choose yourself, and you say yes, then the path is then laid out for you of ease and flow of then now I can use this energy that I was using to identify with my traumas to create a beautiful life, to use it to really listen to my soul and take action upon those things that really light me up. And that is why you know you're ready to do this type of inner work. When you yourself have decided that an old, that old thought system of fear and less than, of lack, of poverty consciousness, of not feeling good enough ever, regardless of whatever you accomplish, when you get brutally honest with yourself and you say, I no longer want to identify with that. And then just like me, especially if you're listening to this today, the answers and solutions will come. And then you align yourself with the work to change these patterns and to be able to then align with your true destiny and not with what was already perpetrated from eons and eons and eons ago. So we're not chosen. We choose ourselves. And we all have the opportunity to actually do that. How do you begin? What are the steps? Danny Boop asked. Great question. So one way that I'll, I'll, I'll share with you that you can get started is you can definitely go to the link in my bio. There's a free complimentary masterclass that you can take, which I share with you my SWC method. Uh, basically, it's a three-step framework of how to break ancestral karmic cycles in your lineage. It's a one-hour training. You can choose a time and date that works for you, but it gives you a really deep overview of the three aspects of healing and overcoming and changing these patterns. That's one way. You can also start also by downloading my free e-guide. My e-guide actually gives you a day-by-day, -day, weekly, uh, holistic plan to help you start breaking these ancestral karmic cycles. Within it, there's a really powerful uh, kundalini meditation for addictions. And it, you don't have to tell the technology what addictions to change in the subconscious and in the brain. The technology knows, and it's not just addictions like substance, although it will work with that, as well as like uh, anything else, like food and things of that nature. But ultimately what it actually is doing, it's stabilizing the nervous system, it's healing the brain, but it also is changing the addictive thoughts, the program, right? That's where it starts. If you deal with the mind first, then let the universe, God herself, worry about the rest. It's when we change within that actually the outer world starts to change in itself. So you have two options to actually get started today. And all of these, if you get on the e-guide, you have the meditation, it's a 40-day journey. We know now that when we scan the brains of meditators, kundalini meditators specifically, the brain changes structure, 
there's definite uh, transformation and, and shift. And so be consistent. It doesn't have to take a long time. You can start with the three minute practice per day, but do do it every single day for a minimum of 40 days. And then DM me, get back to me after 40 days, because I want to know what your experience was and what changes and shifts you've actually uh, experienced as well in your life. So go check it out. Love it. Um, Danny says, I will definitely get those tools. Absolutely. You know, these were created for you all complimentary for the same reason, because I, I know that once you start to actually experience the things that I'm talking about here as it relates to the tools, that that's when you really understand it at a deeper level, right? So there is no better way to learn than by actually experiencing it. So go check out those two free guides, those that masterclass, and that'll definitely be a great way to get you started. So thank you for that wonderful question. And so wrapping up, this full moon is really giving us an opportunity to really move into our adventurous, authentic, I don't give a damn what people think about me self, but we really want to do that leap. We really want to take that uh, quantum growth opportunity that's being offered to us right now as a whole soul, not fragmented. And so as these wounds are being exposed through the light of the full moon, I invite you to work with these meditations that are being given to you in my free e-guide to go within and to really allow yourself to get curious and mindful about these wounds that are coming up because the more that you can be with them instead of rejecting them, the more that you allow yourself to create the space to process them so that you don't have to keep repeating them and so you can fully step into this new phase and cycle of your life with a lot more conviction, with a lot more sovereignty, and with a lot more wisdom. So I'm wishing you all a very blessed full moon in Sagittarius. Thank you so much for the great question. Danny Boo, appreciate it greatly. If you have any other additional questions, feel free to DM me. I'm only a DM away. And like I said, the best way for you to actually get started is to go check out those tools. I'll be back again on Thursday, actually. Yesterday was Monday, but I skipped over uh, working or going live yesterday just because there's so much going on this week. And then I'm planning myself uh, using this full moon in Sagittarius energy uh, international trip as well. So I've been trying to just get everything, all the T's crossed and all the I's uh, dotted, but I'm really, really excited. And I'll share with you all on Thursday where it is I'm going and how this, this pilgrimage, because it really is a miraculous pilgrimage, <laughs> miraculously came about and what I'm excited to do there, because this is going to be a very big consciousness expansive trip that will be absolutely life altering and life changing. So I'm really excited to share a little bit more about that on Thursday. So I'll see you again on Thursday at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Happy full moon in Sagittarius. Satnam.